0: This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and podcast on Steelers.com. Obviously with the draft starting on Thursday, lots of draft-oriented topics that we're going to get into on these episodes of the Steelers Standard. But first, first, Steelers found themselves a starting strong safety.
1: Oh! It's now one of the complete rosters to start a season. That you've seen in recent memory? No,
0: I think it's always pretty much
1: complete. Yes.
0: Tomlin and Colbert say a lot that they like to go into the draft sure. with the old cliche, if we had to line up and play a game tomorrow before we even drafted players, we feel cut starting 22.
1: Maybe, okay, that's, that's a great point, but the starters on, on paper...
0: Mm, are we counting to it? I'm counting to it. Then yeah, I would say it's definitely right up there on paper, but... Steelers have kind of had this thing the past couple of years where on paper, it's looked a lot better than it's actually played out on the actual field. You know what I mean? Well, that's, like,
1: that's why you preface it with on paper. Uh,
0: last year, on paper, it looked like they were going to be a world beater, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And then, of course, Alu Alu gets hurt. You don't take that into account when you're looking at things on paper. And the tragedy that on Stephon to it and then the injury on top of that tragedy... You just didn't know that that could have possibly happened on paper either. If we were sitting here doing this podcast this time, 2021. So, yeah, on paper, this team looks ready to rock. A lot of depth still needs to be added. And I think that the starters could be better than they are. But I think you've got a pretty decent NFL team
1: here. I think it's pretty good. I think
0: the quarterback spot's the biggest problem. Sure. Compared to past years, from what we're saying in this exercise. Because in the past years, you've always had Big Ben. So maybe that masks some other weaknesses that you don't have this year, but that's a pretty big problem.
1: And not to say that you don't want – that's a good problem to have, that just one position really is a question mark at the starter position or at the starter at the top of that death chart. I mean, obviously, you don't want it to be your quarterback, but if it's really just one and you have all of the pieces kind of surrounding him in place – and you can just build, you can continue to build through the draft. And who knows, Son, maybe if things work out in the draft, you know, that that quarterback is no longer a question mark. You don't know if you can get the right guy or not.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the draft, as far as the quarterback is concerned, is definitely still on the table. Uh, Mitch Trubisky just ending up being decent is still on the table. He could become a pretty solid quarterback for the Steelers. He's had some success before. Maybe he can recapture
1: that. And there's a lot of people around Pittsburgh who believe he has that capability.
0: Yeah, maybe that's people talking themselves into that a little bit, but I kind of fall under the camp of, and this is the most boring camp you can be in, but the wait-and-see camp, because I don't think it's fair to just completely write him off right now and say, well, he was a bust in Chicago. What's this bust going to do here in Pittsburgh now? I don't think he's a bust. And I just think that there's still a chance of potential being reached when it comes to Mitchell Trubisky, so that's why I'm a little excited to see that play out. But... As far as this Terrell Edmonds signing, bringing this roster to right. completion, having 22 guys that you can trust to start on your on your team now with him coming back, it makes you feel a lot more comfortable as you head into this draft now, knowing that you have position of need still, but if you, say, don't get a safety in the draft and you get other positions, or if mm-hmm. you don't end up landing a defensive lineman, which I think is probably the biggest need they have, but say you don't you can kind of get away with that now. You have a chance where going into the draft before the Edmonds signing last Friday, you needed a safety. Like, you just knew that a safety was probably coming off the board and probably early because you want a starter caliber. Now you don't need that anymore. Now
1: you can take the safety in the sixth round. Now you don't need to take a safety at all if you don't want to. We've had conversations about ranking positions of need. We've done episodes where we've ranked overall depth at each position. And the safeties were a grave concern in both conversations. But now that you locked that guy up to pair with Mika Fitzpatrick, it's the exact same thing, Tom, that we talked about with the offensive line, with the middle linebackers. You thought going in, oh, my gosh, where are you going to attack or or how are you going to get the right guy early on at all these different positions? But now Kevin Colbert has done such a good job of shoring up this whole team locking in all of the starters that there really is so much freedom and wiggle room in these first couple of rounds now. Yeah, it's kind of hard to... F- you, you kind of get the idea of what
0: positions they're going to target in this draft, but it's hard to nail down when they're going to take that position where now because it's not like there's just some big spotlight on a hole in your roster like there was before Terrell Edmonds ended up coming back. And that's what Cole... And, and I just want to say just to make sure you don't think, oh, this is it, they're not going to draft safety at all, they still could pick a safety in the first round if the right safety's there. Colbert said so in his presser with Tomlin just the other day, that just because we have our quote-unquote 20-second starter, so to speak, with Edmonds coming back... Doesn't mean that it's going to make us shy away from, hey, Kyle Hamilton sitting there at number twenty or something like that. Uh, if Kyle that's Hamilton a dream is scenario, sitting there, at but, 20, or Lucine. Yeah. say right, that, sir, sure. so, so more realistic name that you could throw out there. So not going That's not necessarily going to say, ah, we got Terrell Edmonds, we can't pick this. No, guy. What,
1: what Kevin Colbert does best is set his team up for to be in the best position heading into the draft, so that there isn't some ultimatum, dire need. Right, last year. I think was an exception because you really had no one on your team at running back and there was really no one attainable via free agency or trade. And there was a guy who was clearly the answer sitting there at number 24 for you at the draft that Mm -hmm. you wanted and you got. So that's, that's the one exception, but what Kevin Colbert does best is set this team up. Did he break the bank in his final hour before his final draft to go out and get the bigger name at, and Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, no. Yep. And I think this was the right move. You and I have discussed, and and guys in other shows like The Drive and The Blitz have discussed that this is the right move to make, that you don't want to go out and spend money on just one guy because of name recognition. Terrell Edmonds is now entering his fifth year with the team. Terrell Edmonds hasn't made any grave mistakes that would prevent the Steelers or, or make the Steelers shy away from bringing him back. It was just... It took a lot of time, but it seemed like it was only a matter of time before Edmonds came back. And it's good to have him here because I think it was the right move for this team. And now, even so, with with Tyron, say the Steelers had went out and and got the Honey Badger, right? Mm -hmm. You're still not so sure about your strong safety because he's kind of more of a free safety like Minkins Fitzpatrick. So you're still going to be looking for strong safety there. Whereas you got your strong set, you now actually have your 20-second starter for a cheaper price, a guy who is more familiar, who fits the bill more so of this younger Steelers team. It was the right move to make, and now Kevin Colbert can have a lot more freedom in this draft. In these early rounds,
0: and it's super low risk. It's only a one-year sure. one deal yeah, right. worth two point five million dollars, which is chump change, which especially for the cap the that deal, they have now,
1: compared to the deal that you would have had to make in order to acquire Tyra Matthew. Absolutely, and of course, Terrell Edmonds
0: could play like an all-pro next year, and then you would tell yourself, "Ah, kind of wish we had second year or a third year onto that two-year, onto that one-year deal." But. I don't know if you can really hurt yourself if you fast forward in time and that happens and you look back in hindsight and say, ah, I wish we should have locked him down more because now he's going to be even more expensive because he played so well. So I think a one-year deal is really perfect for the Steelers, and it's also going to put the pressure on Edmonds to show up and show out because just like that, you're in another contract year, you know. Players don't want to be playing in contract years, year after year after year. They want some of that security. They want a little security blanket to go with their career. So Edmonds will be incentivized to get that long-term deal, to get that NFL security. So you're going to get the absolute best out of him playing on a contract year. And you'd hope you'd get the absolute best out of anybody, no matter what their contract situation is. But it's just human nature and just the fact that guys on a contract year can sometimes tick things up a little bit as far as their production is concerned. That money can be a really good motivating force. One last thing that Tom, uh, Colbert excuse me, said about this before moving on to some other things that they said was he wanted to emphasize that although he said it's nice that it gives us our 22nd starter, that we have Edmonds on the roster, he doesn't want you to think that we're good enough in every position. He's just saying we have NFL veterans at each position
1: I think that's the perfect thing to say because it shows that you're not 100% satisfied, and that should be your motive going into a draft. You want to build your team through a draft, right? And he said that this draft process will be able to bring in players that can compete
0: right? but not come in and just be ordained starters. What happened last year with especially—oh, um, man, why am I black? Kendrick Green at center sure, ordained a starter pretty much right away. I mean, they tried to f- to fool you and think that he wouldn't be, but— he was going to be the starter almost instantly. You know, I, I mean, you don't clearly, want that if you're the Steelers. But
1: clearly now, there any guy that they bring in is going to have to fight for a starting job. There are, there is a starter at all twenty-two on eleven on offense and eleven on defense. I think the biggest question mark, Tom, is Stephon Toit. But still, even then, you have Wormley ahead of whoever you could bring in through the defensive line in the draft. I mean, you're not going to just be given that spot. From the get go, yeah, absolutely. Every guy in this, every guy that you want to do it, every guy that will be taken in this draft by the Steelers will have to fight for their place on the depth chart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what the Steelers want. That's what the Steelers have said. Um, in the long run, you know, they don't want rookies to just come in and be starters, they want to have that sense of competition. And the
1: other side of that, too, is the fact that, yeah, you have all of your starters, but clearly, you don't want to enter a draft unmotivated. To add to your team, right? No, no team not. is ever like that. But even if you have all twenty-two starters, it doesn't mean Kevin Colbert is is completely satisfied. That's he's just going to make the safe choice at every pick and not try to do something special like he has done almost every year that he's been at the helm. He's One, gonna, he's going to make something. He's going to make an impact decision here. Well, he's going to want to make a nice little finale
0: decision. too. That's what it's, I'm saying. That's, go out I with I mean, a bang, yeah, here. of course.
1: You know, there's so many, like, in
0: history, you think about, like, Jerry West with the Lakers brought Shaq and Kobe together before fading away. (laughs) Locally, Craig Patrick really laid the foundation to draft Sid, to draft Gino, to draft Marc-Andre Fleury, and then he faded away. You know what I mean? Like, there's such a history of GMs, great GMs, Hall of Fame-worthy GMs. Those two names I just mentioned absolutely included, one in basketball, one in hockey, there's just such a track record of them not only having such great success in their era, but setting up the next era as well. And I think Mm -hmm. Colbert has a chance to do that here. I don't necessarily know if he got lucky enough as far as the quarterback class is concerned. You know, you'd like to have Bryce Young in your crosshairs to be like, I'll be the guy who picks Bryce Young and then Mm -hmm. tip my cap out the door and head on over to the golf course for the rest of my life. But he has a chance here to really set things up for the next guy to have a good runway and a good a good roster to work with when he comes mm-hmm. in instead of just having to build something up from the ground. I think you've seen a lot of that from Colbert's uh, free agency period this year, filling in a lot of gaps that they needed, and we'll wait and see what he does in this draft as well. But one position that is just ramping up as far as people's wanting to talk about it, speculation over it, is that quarterback spot, and I guess we should have sure. predicted that as you get closer and closer to the draft. That the quarterback spot would ramp things up, especially in Pittsburgh, because you haven't been in this position in two decades almost, where it's realistic that if a quarterback's there, you take it. We've said a lot on our show that, A, we don't think any of the quarterbacks worth it are going to be there when the Steelers pick at 20, but also maybe it's not the best thing to take a quarterback this year. Maybe it's okay to just pass on that and move on somewhere else. It kind of feels like, though, if Willis or Pickett is at 20, either one— they're going to pull the trigger on him. I mean, you kind of got the sense Tomlin and Colbert talked yesterday about the quarterback position and they did not put it to bed at all. In fact, they kind of gave a little bit more juice to it. Tomlin talking about how he wants that leader. He Tomlin wants that, really that kind intangible of, aspect of the guy. But like, only
1: that, he kind of tipped his hand saying, you know, if there's a chance for us to move up with... Well, that's the other thing trade they Trade up with a team yeah. who already has more first-round early draft capital than normal kind of find the New York Giants who have Jets two, Giants. Jets Giants, they both have two top 10 picks. I mean, you yeah. you, you go to that seventh spot, I believe it's the one that everyone was pointing at, where the Giants select, that moves you ahead of the Falcons, and moves you ahead of the Saints, who could possibly both be targeting quarterbacks, but leaves you behind the Carolina Panthers at number six. It does leave you behind the Carolina Panthers who are going to take at least one of those
0: guys, but I think the thought process there would be Well, they take one of those guys. We like both of them. So we could take the guy who's there. I don't think two are going to be gone by the time six comes around for the Carolina
1: Panthers. Unless
0: the Lions take Willis or something.
1: And this is such a, you know, we're 48 hours, a little bit over 48 hours out from the draft starting, from the first round starting. So this is so, so typical. Everyone's throwing out every possible hypothetical. And the sexy Everyone's... is the
0: quarterback, obviously. Like, right, that's but, what gets the clicks. That's what
1: drives. But like now I'm years. seeing a lot more people saying, well, Matt Rule has a lot more say in Carolina than people would imagine, and Which that would make lead you lean to towards Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Pick it, yep. But I'm only hearing that this week. And do you think that's well, because we're so close to the draft? Yeah, Probably. I,
0: I think a lot of this has to do with being so close to the draft. It's just the nature of this beast. But you mentioned the thought of moving up in the draft. Tomlin and Colbert both said, you know, we're not ruling that out up or down in the draft as far as their movement. They're going to be in communication with teams in front of them, teams behind them. I would really prefer to not see them move move down. No, unless you get like a pick early in the second round. You get two early picks. maybe pick 34 or 35 or something like that, Yeah, then another second round pick on top of that. That you have
1: originally from your own team.
0: And then maybe a second round pick next year, next year or even a first round pick next year if you can get a team to be desperate enough. Then I would consider doing that, but... You can't trade too far back into the second round. Because although you no, have 22 capable veterans, I want, you need guys. You need want, dudes still.
1: I want a number three. When, when If you do trade back, a number three for the overall pick. So somewhere in that 30 range. Because beyond that, I think you're moving too far You're
0: back. moving too far back with, and you need too much on your roster. 33 through 39,
1: that. if, that's what we really, if that's what
0: you really want to do, I consider it. But as far as the quarterbacks go... It's been boiled down to Willis or Pickett, it seems. As the top
1: two guys. Yeah,
0: as the guys that they want. And it's been pretty much, you know, if Ritter's there at 20, which he will be, if Howell's there at 20, if Corral's there, which all these guys probably will be, unless something shocking happens in my mind, Steelers will pass on them and not lose an ounce of sleep over it. I do kind of get this feeling, and again, maybe I'm kind of being a sucker and buying into all the draft type as we're really close to it actually starting, but I do believe if either one of Willis or Pickett is there, they're going to pull the trigger on that guy. But if it's anybody but those two, they're they they're just going to move on to wide receiver, defensive tackle, something else.
1: I think that you don't take a quarterback just to take a quarterback, right? There are quarterbacks that come in you know, year after year that either are starters or stars. And the Steelers can easily... Sit, we're able to sit back for the last 18 years... And watch teams like the Jets and the Jaguars and the Browns just take a quarterback because that was what the national media was it's saying it's expected they should of do. Them, yeah, and how often did they miss? Time and time again. Well, I think it was the Browns, the Jaguars, um, the Jets, and Washington who all have taken at least four quarterbacks in the first round since 2000. And why is that, Tom? Because they kept taking a quarterback just to take one. And guess what? They were kept. They kept. Taking quarterbacks in the first rounds, which meant what that they were making the wrong choices to begin with. So and I that's think... hard
0: to do though when you're a team like that because you're desperate for one. Yeah, and but the seals, I don't it every, feel that like we see we're kind of seeing it with Willis and Pickett. Yeah, the wand is cast and the spell is kind of cast over these teams where you can go back to January, February, and yeah, not a great quarterback class. Eh, I don't know. Next year's loaded, but this year there might not be one guy in this year's class that makes it into the first round next year. That class is so loaded. And then you fast forward to 48 hours before the draft and you still hear rumors of Willis maybe going number two to the lions. Like people just get in love. People just fall in love. They, they see their workouts and then, you know, Dan Campbell, Matt rule, Tomlin, Colbert, they go sit back in their office and they're like, (sighs) maybe I was wrong. Maybe Willis is a first round pick. Maybe he is a guy that can be a franchise quarterback. And, it just keeps building and building in their heads until you get to this point that they're like that guys the top 10 pick that guy's top 15 pick it happens every year with quarterbacks now i'm not saying that Willis and Pickett are going to end up like Daniel Jones where got drafted way too high sure. shot up the board way too fast and a lot of experts were perplexed by that pick i'm not saying they're that bad but hmm. they kind of strike me as more of a late first-round kind of quarterback duo as opposed to both of them potentially going in the top 10. So and that's if Olympian. the league goes on, what my feeling is, the Steelers will probably have at least one of them sitting there at 20, but we all know that the league gets a little antsy and the Panthers need a quarterback, so they'll take Malik Willis and the Giants maybe panic and have been lying to everybody about Daniel Jones and they take Kenny Pickett or maybe the Commanders take Kenny Pickett. because, You know what I mean? Like Maybe the Saints take Kenny Pickett who are picking in front of the Steelers. So... Once you know the draft day actually gets there, and you're staring that pick in the eye, and you see Malik Willis on the board still, or you see Kenny Pickett, hard to say no because that's instant fan love. Even if they suck, at least for the next couple months, fans are
1: instantly up in love. until August. So You have May, June, July for the next four months. So much hype, right? The you whole got New you Orleans got talk radio. Sales, Kenny
0: Pickett. Like... You
1: got ticket sales. You got
0: jersey sales spiking. Exactly. So. That's one thing you got going for you, and that can be attractive for GMs to just have a – it's the least secure job really in the world is being a GM, being in the front office of one of these sports teams in any sport. Anytime you can get yourself a couple months of security, I'm sure it feels beautiful. Obviously, you can't rest on that. That's how you end up getting fired. But you pick a quarterback, you please the fan base, you create that optimism with your fan base it can buy you some time a little bit to mm-hmm. to you know do some other things and, and try some different avenues and, mm-hmm. and take the spotlight off of you a little bit. You can go sign a guy over oh, here, absolutely. and they won't even talk about it because, ah, mm-hmm. oh, Malik Willis, he's going to start. So once we get to that moment, who knows when teams are going to pull the trigger on these guys. But, man, if one of them lasts to 20 and the Steelers take them, I guess this is a good spot to end, do you think that's the right choice? One of those two. <sighs> Not saying quarterback in general. Yeah, it's so just hard one of those because— two
1: with a draft so many different every time a team picks that changes the everything, every other team's everything strategy right yes. so i don't know the only who,
0: team that has a complete advantage is the jaguars is at number, one, number and 1 and then it's
1: all to bleep after that yeah so it's so hard to say because i have no idea a what trades are going to be done throughout the day you know Who's going to move up and who's going to move back? So, how does that affect the trades or the things that actually big happen? Guys
0: out there on the market, like Debo Samuel, is a guy who could, right. that might be the biggest piece. Baker Mayfield, that's a huge piece to moves I would say, on draft day. I,
1: Baker, maybe Jimmy G. Dude,
0: another great yeah. one. Like, there's a lot of guy, not just draft picks to move, there's guys out there that are, that can are be packaged. on the block. They're on the block. Yeah, yeah. They can be packaged
1: so. into a deal on draft day.
0: Team Lewis is out on Willis and Pickett. Let's talk to the Browns. Maybe right. we can get you know what I mean. So like the team misses out on one of these stud wide receivers, get the Niners on the phone, see what Debo's up to.
1: You know, you bring up Debo, so you we, we talk a lot about this wide receiver class. Class, how many great guys there are.
0: Not just probably at the top, five or six going in the first round.
1: Not just at the top, but overall that you could easily score one in the third or fourth. With as your third or fourth option on your team, no doubt. So. If Pickett or Willis, because you assume one will be gone by the time he gets a 20, is there, is that the right pick? I think I would agree only if it's Willis.
0: Well, that kind of steals my next question that I was going yeah, to throw out there. What's
1: it? If they were both available,
0: who would be the Then one I one would say through? Willis for sure. Yeah, I think, and this is me as a Pitt fan, Kenny Pickett jerseys hanging up in my closet at home mm-hmm. as we speak, I would take Willis too. I think Willis is
1: more of the home run threat, right? Because like, what do you? I mean, no offense to Kenny Pickett, but does Kenny Pickett kind of seem somewhat similar to Mitch Trubisky, a big arm? Oh
0: man, that's a good call. A
1: really good, just pocket presence guy who has good the, the, good awareness. The other
0: comparison I have is is Kenny Pickett's ceiling a Kirk Cousins, where Malik Willis' ceiling is an Allen or? A well, that's so
1: that's that's a difference. Is that the quarterback comparison that Pickett has gotten? throughout this entire offseason has been Kirk Cousins, whereas you're hearing Mahomes, yeah, Lamar Jackson. He could be a home Josh, runner. that's what you're getting at. That's what you could be getting at. A and that's Willis. what I'd want to draft. Wouldn't you want that over a guy like Kirk Cousins, who has been a perennial 500 guy his entire career? Well, anybody would say yes, obviously. Sure. And the
0: only thing that's holding people back from being like, ah, it's obviously Willis, the floor for Willis is lower than Pickett. Pickett's going to be better than Willis just off of a baseline. Just he's going to come in and be better. But Willis can explode past him. And I think that kind of potential is what attracts me to him more here's, than Pickett. Here's a
1: follow up. Does shelf life concern you at all? For Willis or for Pickett? For Willis, considering Pickett could probably be built to last
0: longer. Pickett's also older though, just built for six years. That's but true. that's only by a couple years or so.
1: And you ex- I mean and quarterbacks don't fall off. No, as in fast. fact their prime comes however, later sometimes. However, you know, there are examples like Lamar Jackson over a career we've seen him get hurt but then you look to guys like within a a, a shorter bubble like a season Kyler Murray it seems like he can't keep up that maneuverability For or 16 17 right. games No it's a
0: it's the hardest position to Absolutely. pick because it's the most important position that you need to be successful Colbert said that in his presser the most important position in the sport we play And you gotta get it right. You cannot afford to get it wrong. It can set your team back for years and years at a time. I'm just gonna be excited when that because come on, it's the NFL draft. But the long, even though we're gonna mock draft our final Steelers draft in the even though I have a feeling we're probably not gonna pick quarterbacks and we wouldn't as well. keeps moving back. I'm gonna be getting butterflies on draft day. Yeah. Just and and honestly, if we're at pick 16, 15, and they're both still there, I'm rooting for it at that point because I oh, want to see. It. I want to see. But I think
1: the... even at that point, you can assume it's a given because yeah. except for the Saints, because the Saints do have are in that range. They're in that range, and they would take a team. So they don't have to worry it.
0: about someone jumping in from front of you. But, That's true. But yeah,
1: but usually those teams that are jumping up in front of you are playoff teams who yeah don't need. Would most likely have a quarterback to get to the playoffs.
0: It's going to be an exciting draft day. First time in almost two decades where a quarterback is realistic in the first round. Get excited. Is this not the most exciting
1: you've been yeah, for since a draft, Ben draft, It has been. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's fair to say. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Like, you, like I said, next episode, doing our final Steelers mock draft. So make sure you tune into that. And we'll talk to you next time on the Steelers Standard.